is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. The big and beautiful sound of Ray Charles and the Count Basie Orchestra with Let the Good Times Roll. Good morning and thank you for joining me. This is Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers is the place, of course, you will know, I hope, where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And we bring along with them their equivalents in the world of business, and we call them business shapers. And my business shaper today, I'm very glad to say we've flown him all the way over from the other side of the of the uh, the sea, indeed, the Atlantic. It's Daniel Lebetsky, and he is the CEO and founder of Kind, and they make delicious, healthy snack food. But much more than that, much more than the bars, he is involved in incredible things uh, in terms of the world of charity and in terms of the world of making the planet better. You're going to be in for a treat if you stay with me for the next hour. In addition to hearing from Daniel, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of that, of course, we've got the brilliant music from the Shapers of Jazz, Blues and Soul. Madeline Peru's coming up, Mavis Staples, Gregory Porter and this from Alan Harris. Just wanna talk to you. I won't do you no harm. I just wanna know about your different lives on this here people farm. I hear you got your families living in cages. Alan Harris with Up From The Skies. That's a Jimi Hendrix cover for those of you in the know. And if you weren't in the know, you are now. Daniel Lebetsky is my business shaper here on Jazz Shapers. And he's the founder and CEO of Kind Snacks. If you're very observant over the last 12 months or so, you would have noticed them in the UK. If you have been around the States for the last however many years, probably more than 15, you would have seen them over there. They are healthy, tasty, beautiful bars. And Daniel is the man responsible. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, It's a pleasure. I'm really excited to be here. Now, just tell me a little bit about your background, Daniel, and how you ended up creating this business. And I know there were many before that, but why this one? And why did you do it when you did it? So I was born in Mexico City. I'm a confused Mexican Jew that whose father was a Holocaust survivor that defined a lot of my view of the world and not just because of the horrible stuff he went through, but because of the way he related to his experience from a very rare perspective of kindness, where he always remembered acts of courage from people that risked a lot to save his life and his family's life. And that has very much shaped all the ventures that I've started, whether they're businesses or not only for profit ventures or social charities aimed at building bridges between people. And Kind specifically, about 10 years before I founded Kind, I created a company to use business as a force for bringing neighbors in conflict regions together. And food became the language through which we spoke that philosophy or that mission of bringing people together. And food became the common 
denominator of cooperation between Israelis, Palestinians, Egyptians, Turks, Jordanians, and about I made a lot of mistakes. I was a confused Mexican Jewish lawyer that didn't know anything about the food space. And about 10 years of mistakes later, I saw an opportunity to create a product that was made with ingredients that you could see and pronounce that ended up becoming a trademark, ingredients you can see and pronounce. And back in the early 2000s in the United States, when I was traveling on my different ventures, I was very frustrated that I couldn't find products that were nutritionally dense, that were real food that you could recognize what you're putting into your body and that were delicious at the same time. And I set out to create one and I was very blessed that I guess we saw this opportunity before uh, others did and it just exploded. Kind Today in the United States sells over a billion dollars at retail and because of the work I had done with PeaceWorks, where I had been bitten by the bug of seeing how business can play a role in making this a better world, I was not content with just making a delicious and healthful product. I wanted to create kind into a social enterprise that also made this a kinder world. And again, connecting to my father's heritage, I wanted to find ways to inspire kindness in everything we do. And so we've created, we've been tinkering with that for like 12 years, but we've created a lot of mechanisms to try to inspire kindness in an authentic way. And now we're trying to bring that here to the United Kingdom. You're going to find out a hell of a lot more with me today with my business shaper, Daniel Lebetsky. It's an extraordinary story. You, he mentioned there, just as you do, it's a billion dollar business, you know, um, not bad. Um, but the other parts of it is what I find extraordinary. And if you stay with me, you'll find out exactly what those are. Time for some more music in the meantime, though. This is Mavis Staples with Son of a Preacher Man. Mavis Staples with the classic Son of a Preacher Man. Daniel Abetsky is my business shaper today, founder and CEO of Kind Snacks. They make healthy snacks, but uh, uh, and lots of them. They sell millions of them by the sounds of things. But Daniel, you talked about where a little bit about where you came from. I, as I, I always prepare by um, reading a little bit about my guests and trying to think through. Um, how I approach this. You were a magician at the age of eight by the sounds of things. Um, you had a business lawn-mowing, uh, 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 I, I think. <laughs> You've sold watches. You have been at McKinsey. You, were, you alluded to it. You were a lawyer. You've been a clerk for the Chief, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Texas. I mean, you really, you talked about those 10 years where you made lots of mistakes. What interests me is, I want to go back, you mentioned your father who was a Holocaust survivor. Just give me an understanding of what kindness, because it's all about your your whole mantra in life is about being kind and how that's transcended the world of business into the world of, as you said, peace and politics and so on. Just give me one of those stories about, because I'm intrigued, that bit I hadn't got. What is it that one of those German soldiers did in the concentration camp that, that stuck with your father? What did he tell you and how old were you? So what you need to understand is that I... Being raised in Mexico City in a community of immigrants did meet other Holocaust survivors who were also in the camps. And pretty much everybody that I met either had to shut out any conversation about their horrible experiences or 
they were consumed by those experiences and they were embittered by them. And my dad was very rare because he didn't shut it out. He shared it and made sure to talk about it. And yet he managed to be the sweetest, kindest, most positive human being that treated everybody with warmth and respect and war and and he it was like his mission in life was to make people smile and uh a lot of my memories as a child was seeing him transform people's days into into people that he would just start telling them jokes and he would just break them down with 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 uh smiles and he didn't pull the plunges in telling us about his very horrible experiences from when he was nine years old when the war started until 15 and a half years old when he was liberated by American soldiers. And yet he always also made sure to remind us not to generalize and to remember that there were people, even during those horrible dark moments, that risked their lives to save his family. And the example that you alluded to was this German soldier that when my dad was in the Dachau concentration camp, when people were not watching, the German soldier threw a potato by my dad's feet and a rotten potato that helped sustain my father. The way I feel that he told the story was not just the sustenance that he got from the nutrition of that potato, which really helped him survive, but also what he got from seeing that German soldier look at my dad's eyes and this 12 and a half year old demanciated little kid and see the humanity of this kid and, and, and the humanity of the other and just have pity on him and try to help him out. And I think my dad gave him a lot of power to continue. So only 1% of kids my dad's age survived the Holocaust. 1%. And so I think... In the day and age that we live, where you see terrorism and dehumanization and growing extremism and alienation, and even within Western society where we only see pieces of that, the very fabric of our society is threatened by the lack of ability of us to respect each other and to be able to disagree but still recognize each other's humanity. I think it's so important to recognize the strength that it takes to have kindness in your heart, the strength that it takes to be able to empathize with and understand people that are different from us. And doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice who you are or what you stand for. It just means that you can have the strength to put yourself in the shoes of the other side and then be more effective at building those bridges and creating the value to connect those dots. Stay with me for more from my business shaper today, Daniel Lebetsky, and the extraordinary background which has led him to be the person that he is today. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, and before that, some words of wisdom uh, from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. I'm Daniel Farrand. I'm an associate in the planning group at Mishkondorea, part of the wider real estate department. You may find as a, uh, as a business or as a small business or if your business grows that um, you're having problems finding accommodation. This may be partly in due to the fact that permission has been given nationwide, with a few minor exceptions, uh, to allow officers to be converted to residential. 
an awful lot of office stock, therefore, is being converted to much more valuable uses for owners. That causes big problems for those who want to occupy small units because those are the ones that are clear targets for the exercise of this right. There is some hope on the horizon, however. Uh, we've been engaged with a few clients uh, on large mixed-use development schemes who have either offered or have been asked to provide starter units for commercial occupiers, um, be they tech startup industries or, or just small office or retail units. This is almost the equivalent of affordable housing for the residential sphere, where uh, in granting permission for housing development, a local authority might insist that some of those are made available to uh, those who can't afford afford to occupy it on the open market. A similar sort of concept of affordable commercial units is gaining more ground and is worth investigating. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday, I'm very lucky because I get to meet someone who is shaping the world of business and they have their own unique story and journey as to how they got there. Um, and my business shaper today, Daniel Lebetsky, has a profound story about um, survival, about kindness, and about how that's inspired him to do many things in the world of profit and the world of not-profit and not-for-profit. Daniel, we were talking, and he's the CEO and founder of Kind Snacks, and and I want to just pull back to that. Why are these kind, and what made you think about producing something like this? I mean, it looks very healthy. It says it's dairy-free, high fibre, no artificial colours, flavours or preservatives, and as you said earlier, ingredients you can see and pronounce. Why this? So first of all, you reference some of the work I do as some for-profit, some not-for-profit. And what I find most interesting in life is challenging conventional wisdom and thinking with and rather than thinking with or. And so Kind is a not only for-profit company. It's a company that has a business mission, but also has a social mission. And what I try to create is ventures where you weave in social impact into the very essence of the business platform and where you use market forces not just to do well but also to do good. So when we were creating Kind, first, the reason Kind has succeeded a lot, even though I'm very passionate about our mission, is because the product is delicious and because the products are very nutritious. And also because of my perspective do the kind thing for your world so we were looking for a human adjective that could connect those three pillars of what we wanted to do which is make products that are delicious healthful and with a social motivator and my dad actually passed away the year that we conceived the company and my team and i were trying to find a human adjective that could put these things together and i think to some degree, my dad's experience was a subconscious or conscious motivator to calling the product kind. I'd like to think in homage to to the example that he set. So the business is about making products that are delicious and helpful, but also the third pillar, doing the kind thing for your world, is about inspiring kindness. And we try to do that in very creative ways both in terms of how we behave internally as a team and how we work with our suppliers and how we work with our partners, but also in inspiring kindness in our communities. And we've, um, for many years, 
been experimenting with how to do so. And if you should I continue telling you about this? We're going to hold it right there. We're going to find out what the experiments are. We're also going to set up a business together. Decided, Dan. It's going to be called And, and that's it. We're going to we're going to clean up in all sorts of ways. Stay with me for much more. In fact, you're going to find out exactly what these kinaks look like. But first, a bit of more music. This is Gregory Porter with French African Queen. Gregory Porter with French African Queen. I'm talking to Daniel Lebetsky, founder and CEO of Kind Snacks. And Daniel has been talking all about why it's called Kind, what they do for your your heart, what they do for your head, what they do for your tummy tum. Um, and we're going to find out also this thing you were just coming on to, the, the mechanisms for actually delivering kind acts, because this, this bit's in, intriguing to me. So just tell me a little bit about, about these acts and how you inspire people to do them. Well, the thing that is magical about kindness is also the reason why it's not so easy to do this. I do think that fundamentally people are good human beings, but kindness is magical because it's authentic, because there is no ulterior motive to what you're doing. You're just doing it to be a good human being. And when you do that, when you behave with purity of intention, which means no nothing other than just being a good human being, kindness magically increases happiness because when I'm kind to you not only do you feel better but I also feel better about myself when I help somebody in the tube as you guys call it uh, subway for us Americans going up the stairs help them carry a stroller the person that I help feels like oh this is nice thank you but I feel that I did the kind thing and it, 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 it fills my heart up also so it's a way to create happiness for society by just people being kind to one another but you cannot artificially foment it because then it'll undermine the whole beauty of it so you can't say hey be kind to one another and you'll win a kind bar or you'll win a trip to Disneyland you would really make it a dirty thing by doing it that way so for 12 years we've been playing with how to inspire it in an authentic way what we found is that the incentives have to be about helping others and that it's best done when we don't interfere with the moment of kindness. So, for example, I carry these cards here. I'm bringing it out of my wallet uh, and I'm describing now a black envelope with a colored card that says, how kind of you. And if I notice somebody help somebody else, they seat their taxi to a person or they help somebody sit down I say you know that was well I try to approach them and if they don't run away and call the police for well, <laughs> what is this stranger doing then um, I said you know that was really kind of you and in appreciation for your moment of kindness you can go to this website enter this code and we send you as a token of gratitude and celebration of your moment two kind bars plus the ability for you to then pass it on to others so that next time you spot a kind act, you can also celebrate them. And by the way, anybody in the world can do this work. We currently only ship in the United States, but anybody can celebrate somebody in the United States and soon we'll bring it to the United Kingdom. We do spot in the United Kingdom people and celebrate them with kind uh, uh, bars. But if you go to howkindofyou.com, now anybody can initiate those, those things. And... What's cool about it is that you don't interrupt 
the act of kindness. You let it happen, and then you celebrate in a modest way. We also do bigger things where we have a program we launched called Kind People, where we give $1 million to causes, to people that are not looking to be recognized or celebrated that are just selflessly helping their communities and they anonymously get nominated and then we uh, give gifts of a hundred thousand dollars and up to a half a million dollars to help them scale their work in their communities and things like that and we have another thing called kind causes where people upload their proposals and every month the community can support an act that inspires them, a, a cause that inspires them by pledging a small kind act that they will do in their own daily lives. And the cause that inspires the most kind acts ends up triggering a financial grant from us as well as in-kind support. What a clever way of actually doing it, as you said, not interfering and making it artificial. It comes it comes from a proper place. Final chat coming up with Daniel. Um, plus, we'll be playing a track from Madeline Peru. That's off the latest Traffic and Travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Everything I do going to be a funky from now on, yeah. The gentle and lilting sound of Madeline Peru with everything I do going to be funky. Daniel Lebetsky has certainly been funky. He's also been incredibly insightful. He's my founder and CEO today and he's of Kind Snacks, but also so many other things. As I look back, and it's great here, um, I, I love American companies because they really present themselves so much better than most others, you know. So everything's kind of, it, it kind of hangs together. But I only say that because what it allows me to do when I look at the timeline, which I have in front of me of you, Daniel, is it just strikes me that you have started so many things and you haven't just started them, but you're committed to them. Where we talked about the kindness, which is 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 really the bedrock of your, of your philosophy, if, if one can make it sound like that. Where's this ability? Because everyone could have, you know, you could have been that person that learned from your father, that quietly went about his way in life, that talked to people that said, my father was remarkable, this is what I learned. But it wouldn't have been on the platforms that you've created. Why have you, Daniel, wanted to create so many things? What's, in, what's compelled you to actually express yourself like this? So, first of all, uh, there is this emotional commitment to prevent what happened to my father from happening again and the way I manifest that is by building bridges between people in my daily life and in the ventures I do but I think also my hobby my passion my children are this the greatest meaning of my life and what I enjoy the most second to that I love creating things I just I don't derive enjoyment from going on a jet or on a big boat I love creating things coming up with new ways to do something hopefully that's benefiting humanity but I just love the process of creation and I've come to terms with the fact that that really gives me a lot of meaning and so I just and I have a very out of the box type of way of seeing the world and um, in, the, in the book that I wrote Do the Kind Thing I describe the process that we use at Kind and in other ventures that I started to try to 
challenge conventional wisdom and think with and rather than with or and find creative ways to pursue objectives that are seemingly at odds but that in fact if you think more creatively and focus you might actually be able to create a lot of value for yourself or for society by tackling objectives that are initially seemingly at odds but that through some creativity you can pursue in tandem but it, it, that's i i understand the past that's informed that and the not wanting the future to be informed by the things that happened back then but there's something quite i'm trying to find out if it's just that in daniel's head there's just different things going on as you said you see the world in different ways will you that energy to create do you imagine that that will just carry on and on if we were chatting in 10 years time would we be talking about three other initiatives or is this about depth now is this about saying i think i've got my platforms right um i have a folder in my cabinet that is about this thick and i'm pointing to like many inches <laughs> that has ideas that i've had over the last many years that i've never been able to uh execute on so i just hired a person to start a project to teach empathy to kids in a scalable way where kids across the world are going to connect and when i was debriefing with him i realized that i had been collecting emails to myself for 14 years about it so even if i lose all my creativity from now on i have enough to keep me going for a long time but uh hopefully i'll continue coming up with new ways to do things that give me meaning it's been a real privilege meeting you and um and hearing um the things that you've thought about and the things that you're doing and the things that you're going to do because that that notebook I'd like to get my hands on that as well um thank you so much and uh, just before I let you go and disappear from our fair isle um what's your song choice today and why have you chosen it my song choice is chat baker my funny valentine and why I chose it is I came across this track many years ago and it just hit my heart and my soul and it just every time I hear that voice it just really takes me to a place of soothing melancholy i don't know it's i really enjoy that track here it is just for you daniel thank you my funny valentine sweet comic valentine you make me smile with my heart That was My Funny Valentine from Chet Baker, the song choice of my fantastic business shaper today, Daniel Lebetsky. He talked about respect and how it's informed his whole worldview, about challenging conventional wisdom, about an and attitude, not an or attitude to the way he does business and the way he conducts himself generally, about building bridges, about creativity and creating things, and about his future project around empathy. It's all super inspiring stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meantime, stay with us, because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.